Hello and welcome to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me as always, the guy who is back from his trip. He missed last week, but he's back this week. Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing today? Mr. Clark, I'm doing uh, I'm doing rather well. Um, I think to start us off, I would just have to say uh, thank you to... Uh, Cody Esman for filling in last week. Great, great episode. So uh, good to get his thoughts on uh, the Mariners and um, yeah, what, what 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 I could get for Tim Anderson. So there you go. So it was a great episode. I liked it. So, uh, but it's good to good to be back and doing well tonight. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, thank you, Cody, for coming on the podcast last week. I had a lot of fun. I know he had a lot of fun, and he's he's gonna be back, you know, in some capacity. Um, you know, maybe we'll give a, a three man booth a shot one of these days. Um, I I don't know. That might be a little bit volatile getting you and Cody on the same broadcast because you know you guys can differ in opinion sometimes. Hmm. Well, maybe that makes for a good podcast. I don't know, but uh, we can. I think. I think I heard we need to debate the the status of the win and a couple other things. So I'll start building up my log right now, and we'll just hash it out when we do it. So it'll be fun. But yeah, there you go. I I like it. I like it. I I hope Cody's listening right now, and uh, you know he's jotting down his notes right. too to good, get ready. Good, good. So <laughs> before we get into everything. Thank you again for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, first-time listener, hey, thanks for choosing us. You caught us as we're uh, kind of hitting our stride, unlike the Mariners, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, hopefully you use us as your new home for Mariners baseball talk. You know, we try to bring you the best content we can every, um, two, like, twice a week now. You know, we're not just doing one episode a week. So, Hey, thanks for joining us. And hopefully you stick with us, you know, as we continue to get better and continue to bring the best Mariners content, hopefully on your uh, podcast listening app. So, um, if you haven't already go to our social media pages, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, just search forks down podcast. Um, you know, you'll find out when we drop new episodes, um, our inbox is already are always open. You can send us messages. You want something answered on air. Shoot me a message on there and I will get it to, you know, whoever you want it asked to. If it's a question for me, a question for Bo, you know, that's certainly something we can do. And then if you haven't already, also hit like and subscribe on your podcast listening app. You know, your your Google Podcast, your Apple Music, your Spotify's, your Stitcher, you know, your there, there's so many of them. Um, you know, so go hit like and subscribe. Maybe give us five stars if you like us. You know, it's not really for our egos, but it helps drive us up the charts just a little bit so we get a little bit more visibility, you know, just be cool to get the podcast out to more people. So if you can do that for us, we'll, you know, in turn, give you the best Mariners content. So with all that being said, Bo, you picked a great week to come back because I feel like um, the last series was probably the low point of the season so far. Um, but before we get to that series, let's talk Mariners notes. Um, <clears throat> big one, obviously, uh, for Saturday's game, Marco going on the IL with a forearm strain, and in turn, that brought up Brian Wu from A. Yep, big ones. I think the Marco one kind of took kind of took us by surprise. I think it took me by surprise, certainly. Um uh, and I think we kind of thought that Brian Wu was likely to be probably the next guy up. Um, so I think, it, I think it made sense from that and Marco and Brian were on the same schedules. So I think it was kind of scheduled to eventually be that eventually. It's just that, uh, yeah, it took me by surprise to see Marco kind of going down anyways. Um, and you know, we'll dive into kind of the results and everything I got there, but, uh, I was happy that it was Brian, him, Brian Wu that got the shot anyways. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll dive into the game afterwards, but also sucks for Marco. Um, I don't think we quite know the full extent of everything yet there, but hopefully it's not another TJ and hopefully, you know, he comes back in some way and, you know, maybe he can make another start or two. Who knows? We'll see. Yep. 
I know Tommy John, at least in the last few years, have been done to guys that are pumping out 95 to 100 miles an hour. It's kind of wild to see, you know, maybe Marco having to get TJ for kind of how soft he throws. You know, I see him as kind of a a Jamie Moyer-esque pitcher. You know, he's not putting a lot of strain on his arm because he has movement and he's a soft tosser, you know. So, you know, hopefully it's not, like you said, a TJ surgery. Um, you know, hopefully it comes back in 15 days and maybe just maybe if we, you know, we're going to get into it, but if he turns it around, maybe that means flexing gets pushed off the roster. Who knows? But yep. um, until then we can only speculate. So, um, big news in the bullpen, you know, we keep, uh, talking about it. Andres Munoz, he's on the road back. It looks like he's finally going to be back on Tuesday and be in the bullpen when we hit San Diego. Yes, sir. Placing, uh, facing his old team in the San Diego Padres. So, um, be, uh, a very welcome, uh, very welcome addition back to the bullpen. Um, I think that we have developed a pretty decent good bullpen this season, this, this season. So just attack him on to the, uh, to the group there, I think is uh, going to be a good one. So I'll be curious to see, um, and I think we're going to chat a little bit about maybe some of the Mariners' plans and who they're going to move around, et cetera, there. But, uh, you know, for right now, excited to get Manoa's back. Yep. Yep. Um, should be a big difference maker. We talked about it. I know Cody and I talked about it last week. You know, Munoz is probably going to be the de facto closer. You know, Seawald's been doing great in his role. It's funny because when Cody came on, Seawald finally had blown his first save, and I don't understand how he blew the save because he didn't give up a run. Um, all that confusing, stuff. So, yeah. um, it was, it was very confusing, but, um, you know, Munoz is probably going to slot in in that ninth inning role, um, and push Seawald back to some more high leverage situations, but we're going to talk about that in a sec. So we'll come back, circle back around on that. Um, you know, but let's just get into the, let's dive into the Mariners Texas series. Cause it wasn't great. It really, really wasn't great. Like I said, I think you had mentioned it to me offhandedly a couple days ago. Um, it probably was the low point of the Mariners series season so far. You know, the the Yankees um, series we were able to salvage in the last game and get a one nothing uh, uh, victory in Game Three, and this one we got ran over two of the three games. And honestly, I'd say we got ran over in the, in the first game too, because nothing was coming off the bat, you know, fast. It was just bloop singles that we were getting on for. Yep. Um, bloop singles coupled with, you know, bad pitching this weekend coupled with, um, yeah, I think just uh tough offense. Um, you know, it's kind of, I think the tough offense part we're used to, but the pitching side of it sucked to see it kind of collapse this weekend. I think that's the, um, kind of the main takeaway that I have, but especially on, I think on Friday, you know, Luis did his job, right. I thought Luis looked relatively good. Um, you know, worked out his trouble out of the, worked out of some trouble in the fifth. And then, um, you know, that top of that Rangers lineup with just Simeon Seeger, Nate Lowe, et cetera, there just kind of got to him at that point. Um, but regardless, I still think, you know, Louis still looked pretty good. He deserved to kind of get a win in this game and, you know, kind of got Felix more or less. But uh, I would say that Luis looked good enough that I think that he is probably trending towards the all-star nomination from the Mariners right now. And we can probably debate who about that may be right now. But I thought Luis looked good. Um, wish he would have got better, you know, results as a team in this game anyways. Yep. 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 Um, looking at the stats here, we'll start with the pitching. Luis went seven innings, five hits, only gave up one earned run, uh, had six Ks. He looked great. Brash came in, uh, gave us a third of an inning, had two hits, gave up a run. Uh, I don't even think that run was earned. Um, and then Gabe Spire came in in relief of Matt Brash, gave us two thirds of an inning and <clears throat> had a, um, Okay. Uh, offensively, it was just, it was terrible. It took me like three minutes to write down this box score in particular because not a lot happened offensively. Uh, three hits. Julio had a hit, had two Ks. Teo, um, 
went one for three, had a K. Mike Ford had the only other hit. Good to see him get a hit. Um, you know, but didn't look great as well. Uh, wild, wildly enough, the Mariners who had been striking out a lot only struck out seven times in the game. Um, John Gray just really got them to ground out and weak flyouts. That was kind of the name of the game. Um, team runners in scoring position, zero for one, and left on base three. Uh, Julio was the runner that was left stranded on second base because he got a stolen base, which is eleventh. Um, for all you guys keeping track at home with Julio's stats, you know he's turning it around. Um, he's getting close to the two fifty mark. But uh, he's more and more likely going to hit at least 20 home runs and have 20 stolen bases, which is a good sign. Um, if he decides he wants to heat it up later on, you know, especially in the second half of the season, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that um, Julio could be uh, looking at a 30-30 season. No, I think you're I think you're right. I think Julio Julio is bringing it up and I think he's trending in the right direction. Um, he's been hitting the ball hard the whole entire season. I think we're starting to just see some of the, uh, some of the expected stats meet some of the real life stats or the, you know, the actual stats, I guess, right. For Julio. Um, so I think that's a positive mm-hmm. sign. Um, uh, but I think, you know, for the rest of the team, uh, you know, there's, there were still a couple swings and misses in this game that where the Mariners just continue to have, um, coupled with uh you know john gray i think just did a pretty good job get making the mariners do weak contact in this game um i would say you know looking at texas um if if we're kind of going on what texas is some of texas's weaknesses might be is a little closer to some of their bullpen right and we just didn't really get we didn't really Mm -hmm. get too deep into texas's bullpen especially in this game right um, and mm-hmm. I think that kind of hurt us in the end, but, uh, for, you know, I was happy to see, uh, Julio get a hit in this game and, you know, not much else I would say on that front. Um, Teoscar seems to, you know, be getting common hits here and there. So that's nice, but, uh, and also very nice to see Mike Ford get a, get a nice solid single. I think it was the hardest hit ball of the game actually. So that was nice to see. Yep. 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 Like you said, John Gray picked up the win. Luis Castillo got the loss that pushes him to four and three. Will Smith picked up his 10th save of the season. And the Rangers, it's funny you brought up the bullpen because the Rangers has the have the least utilized bullpen in the major leagues right now. And for good reason, because if you can get to their bullpen, you're going to have a lot better time you know, getting people on base and um, going around and, and getting runs. And the Mariners just couldn't do that, you know, for a majority of this series. Um, that's certainly something you know, that was a key to the game, all three games, um, you know, that the broadcast team over at Root Sports announced, you know, like the biggest key to the game was get to their bullpen, get their starting pitchers off, and they just couldn't do that. Um, and it's certainly something, you know, the trade deadline is fast approaching. You know, we're in June. Trade deadline's in the last day of July. Like, it's certainly something you're going to see the Rangers, um, you know, address come the trade deadline. So it really, you know, they're only going to get tougher the next time we see them. And honestly, it's such a, it's such a wild schedule this year because this is the last time we see them until September, September 22nd to be exact. And then seven of our last 10 games are against Texas. Yep. You know, and they're only going to get better by the time we see them. DeGrom, you know, he's been hurt. He could be back and, you know, DeGrom does DeGrom things when he's healthy and they're going to have a better bullpen next time around. They're going to be, a, yeah, they're going to be a little bit better. And, um, I don't know how you're feeling. Um, I know that I feel probably, probably a little dumb and maybe I think the Mariners front office feels this way a little bit too, but, uh, we certainly didn't believe in the Rangers. I think right when we, you know, did a lot of preseason no. reviews and everything else and, I get a sense that maybe the Mariners didn't really believe in the Rangers either. Right. Cause uh, I don't know the Rangers have just kind of come in and gone to work. Right. And if we're comparing this season to last year, like we're, you know, we're at a similar spot, I would say compared to last year, like we had, you know, we had more losses last year, this time last year, but uh, we didn't really have the Rangers to contend with. Right. The, the angels are the team that I think yeah. was in front of us. If I remember correctly. And the angels are, you know, the angels do angels things. So, um, 
we didn't really have the the Rangers to contend with, and now we do, and probably should have taken them more seriously when uh, when we were you know reviewing them in the off season, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I be the first to admit I laughed when they signed Degrom because I'm like, you're paying him so much money to be hurt, and it's funny because that came mm. true. He's hurt. He just got transferred to the 60 day DL. But then we looked at guys like Evaldi and John Gray, and we're like, honestly, you know, how much better are these guys going to be just by adding those names? And they've been significantly better. Their offense, you know, Simeon and and Seager finally turned it around, you know, after I wouldn't say they had a bad season last season, especially Simeon. He picked it up in the second half of the season, but like they weren't playing up to what they were getting paid. Now they look like the superstars they are and, they're worth the the money they're getting paid. So, um, you know, I I have never I wouldn't say I've never really hate the Rangers. I feel like, you know, the Astros and Angels have always been the team that I've, you know, felt like the Mariners were rivals. So I've always kind of ra- watched the Rangers from a you know a distance, and you know I get mad when they're playing the Ma- the Mariners, but you know I like watching them and. I totally disrespected them this off season. Didn't think they were going to do what they're doing and they're, they're doing it. They're doing it. So. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh -uh. Yeah. So let's move on to Saturday's game. Um, Saturday's started kind of the trend of not being great Mariners baseball. Mariners lost 16 to six. Brian Wu, it was his first start in the season. Um, you know, in the major leagues, and he got completely shelled. Uh, Brian Wu only went two innings pitch, seven hits, six earned runs, or six runs all earned. And he did look good on the the times he was striking people out. I thought some of his strikeouts looked really good. He just got shelled, um, you know. And and I, honestly, Bo, I really feel like Wu got the the short end of the stick coming up. He was expected to come up from double A and face the number one offense in the major leagues currently. They're putting up near historic numbers right now. And you expect a guy that in his first major league start to come in and shut down the best offense in baseball. Yeah, no, I think, and it's, yeah, and I do feel like some of that is like a little bit in retrospect, but, um, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I think a lot of people we got we get a little uh, Bryce Miller kind of spoiled us on his first couple starts, right? Like I think that we got a little mm-hmm. anchored to what we saw Bryce Miller do and we're like why don't we expect these same results, right? Um but uh mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was obvious, right? To I think a lot of the fan base that this wasn't the right move to make to put Brian Wu here, right? And you know, we had an off day on Monday. Um you know, maybe we ended up running a bullpen day on this day, right? Like maybe that was just a better way to go. Um, but I, mm-hmm. you know, Jerry and Scott, I think trust their guys a whole lot, right? Like they, when Julio was struggling last year, they kept putting him in the lineup and, you know, trying to hope that he would get out of it. Um, you know, they threw George Kirby and Logan Gilbert into the middle of playoff games last year, right? Like they really trust their guys. They want to like have them succeed and put them in the big moments. But, um, yeah, this was a just contrasting it with Bryce Miller, like Bryce Miller had a soft landing and, you know, Brian Wu had the exact opposite of that. Right. A guy that um, has a really good fastball and uses fastball a lot against uh, um, a really good fastball hitting team, which was also another precursor to what happened on Sunday as well. Right. But um, yeah, this mm-hmm. was tough to see for Brian Wu because I think we've talked him up before and, uh, you know, I've been a big fan and uh, you've been excelling at double A and uh just a start that he had with Simeon Seeger going back to back on him and his first two pitches at major leaguer was, was tough to see. So, um, it sucked. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And I got to say though, we got spoiled by Bryce Miller because the first team that he saw in his major league debut was the Oakland A's. Yep. Who isn't, they're a fine offense. They're not great. You know, and, um, it wasn't quite the pitching duel that, you know, was going to be against the Texas Rangers. Although uh, Andrew Heaney didn't look great either. Um, yeah. I would argue, I would say like, I think that I think it, I, I, I want to say it's inc- maybe not encouraging, but like the fact that 
Jerry and Scott did want to put him in this position, I think does still speak volumes for Brian Wu. Like the fact that they were confident enough in him, like that should, I think, give us some confidence that they're really, they really think that Brian Wu is going to be a good pitcher. Right. But it just, I think there probably should have been some second thoughts or some, you know, other, other thoughts at the table, I guess, in this game about before this game about who was going to start it. And you know what? It's just uh, easy for us all to say now. Right. But like, uh, yeah, it just was, it was tough to see and it was a tough game to kind of continue to watch and get through. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that his next start will be, I think he'll get one more start. And I think that, you know, I think I'm not sure where he kind of lines up right now, but uh, maybe against the Angels at some point. But uh, I'm hoping that the next one will be more successful for Brian Wu. Yep, yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> one Mariners note I don't think we made. Uh, Matt Festa got recalled. I think Darren right. McConnell yep. went down. I just realized that because Matt Festa came in, to, in relief for Brian Wu and gave us an inning pitched. Uh, had one base on balls, but had two Ks. Uh, Sacedo kind of got lit up in this game. Um, two innings pitch, four hits, four runs, all earned. Give up a home run. We had a Chris Flexen sighting, and the Chris Flexen sighting um, didn't pan out. Two innings pitch, six hits, five runs, all earned. Three Ks did give up two home runs. And then, uh, you know, with the game being far enough out of reach, the Mariners threw in Mike Ford to pitch the eighth inning. And... Mike Ford came in, pitched an inning, gave up two hits, one run, uh, gave up a home run, but got us out of the inning, you know, and uh, it was kind of wild seeing him on the pitching mound, but good on him. You know, I didn't know we had called up Mike Ford for him to be a pitcher, but I guess that happens. Do you know Mike Uh, Ford's, so on his baseball savant profile, um, it says all his pitches are sliders because of like, because of because of how slow he was throwing it like it 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 was dipping right so baseball savant read it as sliders just because it was you know a slow pitch so there you go but but that's really just gravity right like that's just that's just that's just gravity that's going for mike ford's balls there so anyways mike ford (laughs) king of the slider i mean you know not everyone can be willens ostadio you know the king of uh uh you know, position player pitching, but anyways, let's move on to the offense real quick. Um, I, I will, I will say it right now. And I, I think you'd probably agree with me. Mariner scored six runs and maybe some of them came in garbage time, but six runs should have won you a ball game, you know, and, and offensively the Mariners didn't look too bad. Um, you know, there was some bright spots from this series. One being Ty France, Ty France on Saturday went three for five, had a double, um, had scored a run, had an RBI, did K twice, picked up, you know, that RBI and, and looked good. Um, Teo, Teoscar came up, had, uh, went two for five, two RBIs, uh, only K'd once, which was encouraging. I think, Let's see, he only K'd once on Friday as well. So for someone that's leading the majors in, in strikeouts right now, he looked pretty well and didn't strike out. As often, um, Kelnick, Pollock, both picked up a hit. Oh, and Julio. So Julio picked up a hit as well. And then Caballero, two for four. Um, one run, one RBI. One, two, three, four, five different Mariners had RBIs. Mariners went five for 12 with runners in scoring position. Um, left nine on base. Julio got his 12th stolen base. Um, but after... Having a pretty low strikeout total on Friday, they did K 14 times. Um, but still pretty encouraging to see um, the offense kind of come around in a in a lost cause. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think we mentioned the bullpen, the Texas bullpen, right? And uh, we did get to Andrew Heaney in this game. He only threw the three innings, and we did end up scoring, you know, three runs against uh, John King in this game, right? So, like, we did get to the bullpen. We did the you know we needed to do to beat texas it's just uh you know today wasn't our pitching day to do that so um just uh just uh, continue to continue to rough series anyways especially in the second game and you know we did have a good offense a performance in this game but i just kind of thought um the to pinpoint it right the first two at bats from the mariners in this series and the first two at bats from the rangers in this in this game i mean 
um, kind of built on the stark contrast of the two of them, right? With JP had a bad first at bat. Ty France did not have a great first at bat in this game. And then, um, yeah, you saw Simeon Seeker go back to back hits and score in the Mariners really quickly. And, um, just kind of makes you wish the makes you wish on the offensive side the Mariners could do a lot more. I guess that's what I'm saying. So even though we had good success in this game, I think there's you know still a still a hope that this Mariners offense could be you know something of a consistent thing night out, night in, night out. But um, yep, it's just uh, yeah, it just sucks, man. I don't know, I don't know where we're going right now with all the offensive side of things. And again, six runs should do it, but um, just we can't we can't put all these things together in this series in this game. So sucks to see. Yep. <clears throat> Moving on to Sunday's game. Uh, Sunday definitely was not a great game as well. Uh, Mariners lost 12-3, and Nathan Yavaldi looks very much to be in position to pot- be a potential Cy Young candidate this year. Um, he looked every bit as good of a pitcher as he's been advertised. Um, on the flip side of that, Bryce Miller had uh, his second bad outing in a row. Um, it brought his ERA up to four, four, six. Um, you take those two starts out. He'd still be a, have a pretty low ERA. Um, Bryce Miller picked up the loss. He went two and a third inning, gave up eight hits, seven runs, seven earned runs, only had two Ks, gave up a home run. Um, I really felt it, and it was the same as the Yankees game. You know, he came out to pitch the fifth inning and he got shelled. Um, and this one, he came out to pitch the third inning and got shelled. I'd almost argue we probably shouldn't have brought him out, you know, fifth inning against the Yankees, third inning against the Rangers. Yep. I'd agree with that. Um, I think uh, probably the thought process was the, the bullpen went a lot of games on a lot of games, a lot of innings on Saturday. So probably was just trying to see how long you could extend Bryce Miller. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, you just let the games you just run a chance of letting the game get, get away from you. Right. Like it did in this one. And it just, uh, it becomes really defeating when you're down. It just becomes super defeating when you're down seven runs. Right. Especially for a team that doesn't really have the ability to just rattle off eight runs in a game as need to be like the, like mm-hmm. the Rangers offense, right. When you're down seven runs, it's just, uh, incredibly defeating to think that you're going to be able to come back from that. So, um, yeah, I know I was feeling defeated, like this is legitimately the first time all series, all season, you know, we've had some bad losses, but I've stuck it out listening at least to the radio broadcast, if yep. not watching it. This is the first series of the year that I legitimately just turned it off just yep. because a, I felt there was probably no hope coming back and um, B, you know, Rangers are just that good this year. You know, the Mariners did not look great, you know, um, so that's the first time all season I've turned off a game and just didn't finish it. That, that happened two nights in a row. It really did. So, um, <clears throat> pitching wise, after Miller, uh, Gabe Spire came in, gave us an inning in the third, had a hit uh, and a K. Matt Brash came in, gave us an inning in the third, had two Ks. Trevor Gott was the unlucky recipient in the um, relieving core. He won an inning pitch. But gave up four hits, five runs all earned, gave up a home run. And then Festa came in, um, gave us an inning with no runs allowed, and Justin Topa came in, one inning, no runs allowed, had a K. Festa also had a K, so um, I don't know. It just seems like who's going to have the bad inning um, when it comes to pitching, you know, um, when it comes to at least the relieving core, because Saturday's game – it was Sacedo. Sunday's game, it was Trevor Gott. You know, they both had one bad inning, and it led to multiple runs by the Rangers this, this series. So. Yeah, it's difficult for me to um, – it's difficult. I mean, I, the Rangers offense, I think we just – I think we have to give them a lot of credit, right? I think we just have to give them mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of – a lot of good kudos. Just, I think they are, I think they are a very competent offense. They have a number of guys that are breaking out. They have a number of guys that are having, I think some career years that are just kind of putting it all together. And yeah, this is just going to happen when you face those good offensive teams. Right. And I think the, mm-hmm. the bullpen, I think still less of a, less of a concern of mine. Right. Um, 
I would say maybe Bryce Miller and Brian Wu. We'll see their next couple starts, and then you know maybe we have more questions around those two. But um, I think the bullpen's still solid. Um, I think we're going to see better days from Brian Wu and Bryce Miller. Um, I think this was just a this was just kind of a perfect storm of a weekend for for some bad baseball from the Mariners. And uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it just came at a time when. We were already feeling a little defeated and maybe a little bit of a questioning of ourselves. And now I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of anxiety around the team of, you know, what, what direction we're basically going now. So, um, we'll see. We got the off day today. We've got another off day on Thursday, so it's a good time to have it. Um, but, uh, yeah, regardless, uh, it's a tough, tough series. Yep. Yep. Uh, to quickly go over the offense, uh, Ty France went two for four. So again, had an excellent series, um, looking, looking very well, like he's kind of breaking out of the slump he had a few weeks ago. Uh, Gino finally got a hit, his first hit, went one for four. Um, Teo went two for three, had a triple. And uh, Mike Ford got very, un- very unlucky on Sunday. Uh, he hit a ball, um, I think it was to left field, so he went oppo and Travis Shankowski. Former Mariner, former Met, former Red, former – he's played with a lot of teams. Robbed the home run. So Mike Ford would have had his first home run in the major leagues um, this season, but it got robbed. Um, and then <laughs> here's a fun one. Haggerty, Calbiero, and Wong all picked up a hit. Um, so uh, Rangers got the sweep with the 3-12, to 12-3 victory. Uh, runners in scoring position, three for 10 left on base, uh, six in Sunday's game. So that was the Rangers series. Um, again, Mariners aren't going to see him for a while. So maybe, uh, like I said, I think they're going to get better. Maybe they don't have a great second half. You never know. You never know what's going to happen in baseball. Baseball is very, very volatile. And like you said earlier in the episode, the Mariners had a, pretty they had a couple extra losses last season and were able to turn it around obviously um you know they could turn it around um you know going forward there's still a lot of season left but just i i don't know where we're at with this season just because i feel like the offense is a lot less consistent than the the season last season now there's obviously some other factors here teo um, is staying healthy. Last year we had to rely on Mitch Haniger, who was on the shelf for most of the season. And Ko's somewhat turning it around. He's batting between 240 and 250 now. So he's turning it around. But guys like Gino, you know, Gino's almost hit the Mendoza line when it comes to hitting. And, and guys like Haggerty and Wong obviously aren't hitting well this season. Yeah, the offense just it it's taken just a big step back and um you know you don't hear the phrase control the zone anymore right like when was the last time you heard that phrase right because this team is just kind of i would go as far as say as like really lost that right like when it comes to fastballs mm-hmm. they're a pretty good fastball hitting team but other pitches out of the zones if something we know something's gonna be a ball right we have a hard time with it we we whiff more than um a lot of other teams in baseball i think we we whiff just as bad as the a's we just we, we whiff just as bad as the royals and a couple other bad teams i would say um there's just uh, a lot of offensive challenges going on right now and like <clears throat> you know i think you've you've said like what's the playbook look like right like what's the what's the advice we're giving guys, right? Like, what is it that, you know, we have good exit velocities, like we have good exit velocities. We have some good expected outcomes, right? Based upon, you know, we, how hard we hit the ball. Teoscar hits the ball hard. Julio hits the ball hard. Um, Kelnick hits the ball hard. Like these are guys that strike out a lot. Like, are we telling these guys like try to swing more because the balls that you put in play are going to fall in for hits eventually because they're hitting so hard. Like, I don't know what the playbook is right now. Like, I don't know if it has been just swing more cause we'll eventually get more balls in play, but it just seems like something is something is just off with how we're swinging, what we're swinging at. And just like the, the swing and miss, right? Like that's just like, you coming back to the whiff rate that we have 
that just seems distinctly different from 2022. And that's the thing that just kind of keeps giving me pause right now. It's just how much we're seeing and missing and we're not making contact whatsoever on those balls. And it's just going to be really difficult for us to meet any of those expected outcomes. You know what we're supposed to be on the hitting side. If we're just swinging at junk all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm looking at some of the stats that you put up um, on the sheet. You know, you're talking about with rate. We're 28th in with rate with rate this year. We were 10th in 2022, 26th in zone contact rate, 27th in slugging percentage. We we're 17th last year. Uh, <clears throat> 23rd in on base percentage. We were 16th in that last year. We had, we were third in total walks in 2022, currently 13th in 2023, you know, and 28th in total strikeouts, which is wild to me that we're only 28th because um, if you look at, and they, they posted it on the broadcast um, this weekend, if you look at the AL strikeout leaders offensively, Mariners have four of the top five players with Anthony. I think, I think the Mariners have one, two, three, and five. Anthony Volpe from the Yankees is number four. When it comes to the a 20, a 21, a 21 year old rookie. That, yeah. 21 year old rookie. Yeah. 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 You know, we got the likes of Teo who leads the AL, um, Julio Kelnick. And I think it was Gino, if I remember correctly. So the fact that we're only 28th in total strikeouts is, is kind of mind boggling right now because I feel like we should probably be almost dead last in that statistic. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. And I would say like, you know, if you struck out a lot, and you were still hitting a lot of home runs, getting a lot of extra base hits. Like that's honestly kind of okay, right? Like Jared Kilnick was still striking out even when he was on his good streak that he has been on from like the start of the season. Uh, Kilnick was still striking out, um, you know, 27%, 30% of the time in the, in you know April and then in May. Right. Um, but we didn't really care because he was hitting home runs. He was hitting extra base hits. Right. So like it's okay to strike out, but you have to hit, you have to hit home runs. You have to hit extra base hits. You have to score guys. Like if you're hitting those, right. Then people care less about your strikeouts. Go ask Adam Dunn for, you know, years and years and years, right? Like if you're doing, if you're doing that, then it doesn't really matter too much, but um, we're not doing any of that. So like it just, it just becomes a challenge the whole entire time because we're just, we're not making contact and we're missing balls. And it's just, there's no good, there's no good middle point to that. It seems like, and it's just, uh, it's a struggle. Yep. Why don't you hit us with some of these other stats you put down? Because I find them very intriguing from, um, you know, from what we've been seeing. You know, there's there's some things that are actually really surprising. You know, I, I would expect us to be lower. And there's some things that are, you know, just mind boggling. Why don't you hit us with some of those stats? Yeah, sure thing. So, um, I mean, we've said this before, and I think it keeps reiterating, right? The Mariners, they're expected weighted on base percentage, right? Which is basically taking, you know, it's taking your balls in play, how hard you're hitting in them, the launch angles, the position that they're going at, right? And it's measuring, you know, what you should be at, right? What you should be at, what you're weighted on base percentage, right? Which is just measuring, you know, it's treating us treating a double more than a single is treating a triple more than a double, et cetera. Right. And the Mariners right now are sitting at a 324 expected weighted on base percentage. That's good for, um, I think it's like 13th in baseball, right? Um, so there is some hope potentially out there. I guess that's what I'm saying. Right. And the gap between what our current actual weighted on base percentage and the gap and the gap between that and our expected weighted on base percentage is pretty large, right? Like it's large enough to a point of like, we're a 302 weighted on base percentage. Our X weighted on base percentage is 325. I think that's makes us the gap between those two is right about the second in the league right now. So like, hopefully you would see over time that gap get smaller and smaller and we just get better offensively. Right. So that's one thing I would keep in mind. Um, I would also add, uh, I think you ran through it, but 23rd non base percentage. We we're 16th in 2022. Like I said, the, uh, the control, of the zone says seemingly just kind of disappeared all of a sudden. Right. Um, and going back to it, 27th and slugging percentage, right. We just start getting extra base hits right now. We were 17th in 2022. And if we were 15th in the first half of last year, which I think is close to, you know, what this team, you know, when we're talking about the record wise and everything else, um, that kind of is, I think, important for that note. But 
I think to, you know, let me put it this way. I want to say I'm trying to find some hope here, right? Trying to find, I think we're all trying to find some optimism. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to drink that, right, the, the Mariners last year at this point via fan graphs had a 14% chance to make the playoffs, right? So on June 6th, they had a 14% chance to make the playoffs. Um, June 6th today, we're mm-hmm. pretty similar. We are at a 15, we're at a 16% chance to make the playoffs right now, right? So there's a little hope for you, right? That, you know, this point last year, we were, we looked like we were kind of out of it. Um, this year we have better odds to make the playoffs. So go ahead and, you know, I think keep that in mind as we go along here. Um, the only thing I'll add is I think there might be some other forces that are fighting against us this year, most notably the Rangers and the different schedule that we have to play this year. But uh, some other teams will fall back, right? The Blue Jays have looked uh, vulnerable at times. Um, I think the Yankees, despite this current resurgence, are pretty much driven by Aaron Judge. So, um, you know, keep an eye on them. Um, The AL Central, you know, is basically the Twins, and that's about it. So there's still some hope out there, still some optimism that I think we should have for this team. Um, And... We'll just hope that, uh, you know, we don't drop the seller word at the trade deadline and, uh, you know, better days are ahead for us, hopefully upcoming. And it wasn't until I'm trying to think, when did we start our winning streak last year? Was it the second day of July or was it the brawl? brawl, That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. Yeah. The brawl right after the brawl. So like, I think it was, yeah, somewhere in the middle of June there. Right. So, um, so yeah, man, I mean, still some hope there, still some optimism. I think we should have, we got a good schedule upcoming with, um, you know, the Padres are, we're going to the Padres, which they're a team that, um, has a lot of similar concerns that I think the Mariners have in terms of just expectations and meeting them. So, and we've got two really good guys in Logan Gilbert and George Kirby going up against, uh, um, Joe Musgrove and Michael Waka. And, uh, I think we've got a good chance to kind of get at least a couple wins here. And then, you know, I think we go back to uh, Los Angeles after that to face the angels. And then we're at home versus Miami starting next week. So I think we got a couple of good series to kind of help us get back on track. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Um, I'm certainly, I, I know I've been following up on the different Mariners forms, you know, whether it be the subreddit or one of the various uh, Facebook um, pages that I follow. Um, I, I feel like I saw a lot last year, um, you know, kind of being down on the team and they turned it around. I'm seeing it in spades this year. A lot of doomers, um, you know, a lot of uh, incredible armchair manager takes. I think I've seen in the last week more fire Scott and fire Jerry posts than I think I care to ever look at, you know, because I still think... There is time to turn it around. I'm, I'm not in doom mode yet. And honestly, if you ask me, I still think we need to be a buyer at the all-star or at the, uh, the trade deadline. Um, there are stories of teams, most notably that come to mind, the 2019 uh, Washington Nationals. Um, the first half of the season, they finished under 500. They came back and ended up securing a wild card slot in the second half, and then look what they did. They went on to win the World Series. Um, you know, I, I feel like we could be we could be surprised, especially there's there's uh, three-quarters of the season left. You know, I, I wouldn't certainly put us in doom mode yet, and, and I think we're certainly going to be buyers at the trade deadline. You know, I think we're going to go after – Someone like Jonathan India, you know, we've we've made that trade connection with the Reds. We might go get another Red. You never know. So don't lose hope, Mariners fans. And I, I really think, um, I really think the best baseball is yet to come. You know, it, it's certainly there's certain guys trending upwards right now. Ty France, um, you know, Luis Castillo turned it around. I expect Bryce Miller after having two bad starts in a row come out and deal the next game. George Kirby's had a couple bad starts. He's going to come out and have a probably really good game against the Padres. And like you said, it's a great series to turn it around because the Padres have the third highest payroll in baseball and they're fourth in the NL West right now. They Their offense has been Fernando Tatis and that's about it. Fernando Tatis and, um, and you know, I would, 
you know, I, I don't want to get on like everybody that was like, oh, we need to spend money. We need to do all that because I think that this team does need to spend money at a certain point. Right. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you can go as far to say as like Xander Bogarts right now. Right. Xander Bogarts is having not a greatest season, especially over what they paid him for. Right. Um, and the Padres. Mm-hmm. So there's if you don't sign if you don't make the right signing right it makes it challenging and um i do think mm-hmm. the mariners probably should have spent a little bit more in the past and you know, at least given it a shot but you know you, there are consequences to some of that right there are uh, unintended consequences and things that you didn't intend to happen and i think the padres are seeing a little bit of that right now and um but they're also a team that's looking to kind of get back on track just like the Mariners. So they'll be hungry to kind of come out and win these games and it should be uh should be a good little two game series. Yep. Yep. You know, you, you bring up Xander Bogarts not having a great season. And one of the things that the, I know Mariners fans wanted to happen was to sign one of the big four, whether that be Correa or Bogarts or Trey Turner or Dansby Swanson. I uh, you know, looking at their stats, I don't think any of them are playing up to what their contract is giving them. You know, Trey Turner had a very good World Baseball Classic, and he's not having a great season. He has <laughs> he had more home runs in a World Baseball Classic than he has all season so far. Yeah, honestly, you honestly, Davey Stancy Swanson, who was the one that was kind of solidly fourth behind the other two, right, behind the, between the other three and Correa, Turner, and uh, Sander Bogarts is probably having the best season out of all of them right so um mm-hmm. yeah i just uh again th- th- those things are difficult right we say trades are difficult to predict sometimes free agent signings are difficult to predict should we have signed marcus Simeon a couple mm-hmm. seasons ago probably right probably probably should have he's probably he's certainly should the best second baseman right should we have the AL right now should it's we assign marcus Simeon? Probably. Um, should we have not assigned yes. Xander Bogarts? Yes. Seeming like probably shouldn't have done that, right? So, like, again, those are difficult as well. And if you don't pick the right one, um, then you can dig yourself into a bigger hole and, um, you know, a little bit of give and take. Should the Mariners spend money? Yes. But it's also difficult to spend it wisely. Yep. So, like you said, Padres series coming up. First game, Logan Gilbert versus Joe Musgrove. Second game, George Kirby versus Michael Waka going to be a, a pretty good series. I'm looking for them to bounce back um, out of those two matchups. Which one are you looking forward to Bo? Um, Let's see here. Probably the, um, probably the, let me think. I'm probably going to go Logan Gilbert versus Joe Musgrove. I think, I think that probably sticks out mm-hmm. to me right now. I feel like I always pick a George Kirby start. So I'll mix it up and say a Logan Gilbert start. I think he's looking to get, a little bit of bounce back start from a couple, um, I think a rougher outing on his last start, if I remember correctly. And I think with Logan Gilbert's a good point of, um, uh, I was looking at Logan Gilbert today and we're kind of talking about Brian Wu and Bryce Miller, uh, Logan Gilbert. It's, it's hard. To, it's easy to remember. It's easy to forget, but Logan Gilbert had a close to an eight ERA through his first three starts. Right. So, some of these things take time. Mm-hmm. I know we want to succeed right now. And I know we want to be, you know, I know we really want these guys like young guys to really come out hot, but sometimes it takes a little bit of time. So Logan Gilbert's just an example of that. And he'll be the guy that I'm, you know, watching for the most in the series. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, Bill, we're at the uh, point of the show where uh, we get to talk about prospects. We're towards the end here. So, well, what do you got for prospect corner? Yes, sir. I got uh, today is uh, Gabriel Gonzalez, and actually, sorry, I wanted to make a note that today was was uh, today was the first day of the Dominican Summer League. So the DSL team has kicked off. Uh, the DSL Mariners won uh, thirteen to seven today, so on the Monday, June fifth. So good to see you there. No Celestine in the roster today. Um, you know, I think that's kind of expected that he might just. Need a little bit more time before he uh, makes it into a uh, into a game there. So excited to have that kicking off. But the prospect today is Gabriel Gonzalez. Um, <clears throat> just another Mariner that continues to uh, climb up prospect lists right now. Um, you know, Baseball America did have him ranked pretty high on their list. I think more so than others, to, I think, to start the year. Um, in the Mariners system and just in general, um, the uh, Baseball America did give him the best uh, best outfield arm of the group of Mariners that were out there. Um, but he kind of sat fourth on their list, and I think he continues to climb as his season goes along. 
Um, <clears throat> right now he's having a nice season in breakout a season. I would say a Modesto 349 average 407 on base percentage with a 521 slug. Um, right now he's still only tw- only 19 years old. So um, it would be, uh, I think probably the next stage for him is to make his way to Everett at some point. Um, I would imagine it would probably be sometime maybe over the summertime or kind of later in the year, you might see Gabriel Gonzalez bumped up to Everett, but uh, just add to that dangerous Everett lineup on there. But um, yeah, when lists are um, kind of remade for the year, um, especially in the middle of the summer, uh, you know, prospect top 100 list, Gabriel Gonzalez very well might be on that list. So just another kind of breakthrough for the Mariners um, developmental system here. And just another good armor that the Mariners have another good resource that I think the Mariners are going to have. Yeah, for outfield depth, I think in the future, which the Mariners kind of really need right now. So, future corner outfielder, um, you know, will be uh, will be nice to kind of watch him. I think go from Modesto to Everett over the summer, and then maybe make his way to Arkansas maybe late next year. Right, again, still very young at this point, but uh, probably a closer to a 2025-2026 timeline for him. He's he's one of the Mariners that I get excited to see when I'm opening up baseball cards, and he's got you know, Bowman yeah. cards in there. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to see him and him and Cole young um, are kind of the ones that I'm always looking at when we're looking at prospect baseball cards. So um, I like this Gabriel Gabby, Gonzalez Gabby, Come on. Gabby, let's call him Gabby. Gabby. Yep. Gabby, Gabby. So anyways, that's our show for today. Bo, do you have anything else before we None get out of here? Me. Nope. Okay. For all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond, thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys on Friday.